Hi, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations. Have you ever wondered what it means to study God's Word and why we should study God's Word? Well, 2 Timothy 2.15 gives us an answer. As we have become believers in Jesus Christ, we actually became ministers for the gospel. And in being a minister, you have to know God's Word. For the next four weeks, I'm going to be doing a four-part series entitled, Why Study the Bible? So stay tuned as I dissect and break down information about why we study the Bible on Wove Inspirations. Well, hello and thank you once again for tuning in to Wove Inspirations. I am in the middle of the four-part series entitled, Why Study the Bible? And the foundational scripture again is 2 Timothy 2.15, which reads, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so far, what I've talked about in the last two um, parts, part one and part two, um, I talked about what the Bible is like, um, what the Bible does for you as it feeds you, uh, feeds your spirit man and it feeds your, your inner man and strengthening you. It also waters your seed of faith in that the more that you read God's word, the more that you study God's word and believe and trust in his word, your faith begins to grow and grow uh, more and more. It also transforms your mind, body, and spirit in that um, your way of thinking and your decision-making changes because you're more concerned on of, um, pleasing God and um, following his word and also um, wanting to, you're getting a better understanding of who God is and you know, what God actually expects of us as believers in Jesus Christ. It transforms your spirit in that you become more um, strengthened and um, more encouraged and more um, confident in, in who you are and whose you are. And also for transformation to take effect, and the only way that this transformation can take effect is, of course, you have to believe. You have to believe in God's word believe in what it says, and um, actually apply it into your own life. It also corrects you. And in correcting, of course, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it's like that um, after you've read the word, you're held accountable to what you're reading. You are, um, you're studying this word because you're wanting to get an understanding of God and you're also using the Bible as a form of instruction in order to guide you and direct you in making right decisions. And so when you have read God's word and then you choose to do something other than what God's word says, that means that you are um, straying away from God's word. And in, in effect, what happens is that the Holy Spirit convicts you, or what what a lot of people say is your conscious mind convicts you and, and lets you know, hey, you need to get back on track. Remember what God's word said, 
and you're then, you know, you feel kind of bad and everything. And then you get back on track and doing what you were supposed to do. And finally, the Bible affirms you. It encourages it, it encourages you. It inspires you and uplifts you to becoming all that you can possibly be in God. Um, our overall goal is to fulfill God's purpose. That's what God wants us to do is fulfill the purposes of God. And in order for us to fulfill his purpose, we have to know, you know, what we're supposed to be doing and, and how we're going to do it. And then, of course, you have to, in order to determine what you're supposed to do and everything, you need to study his word and get to know God on a personal level. So the word of God, if you don't know, it's a power source for us. It's, it's a way of like I said before, it strengthens us, it encourages us, it helps us in those times where we are feeling overwhelmed with our um, circumstances and troubles in our life. You know, when you can't pay that light bill, when you can't pay any bills, and you don't know where your your help comes from, you go into God's word. And what does God's word say about the situation? In the Bible, there are different things that you can read that will answer your questions as to why things happen the way that they do, um, why you're struggling, why, you know, why are things happening in your life that you really don't have any control over. God has an answer for that, and he wants you to really get into studying his word so that when situations do come across your path, you are um, better equipped to be able to handle them. So look at God's word as a power source and um, something that you have to plug into. And if you don't plug into the power source, you're definitely going to be left in the dark. The Bible in itself and of itself is, is really just a physical book. But when you really think about it, when you really, really focus on God's word, it becomes much more than just a book with pages in it. There is power, there is encouragement, there is um, there is guidance, there's understanding, there's wisdom that you obtain from studying his book. So when I come back, I'm going to go into more detail about how Jesus is exalted in God's word. And um, so just stay tuned, okay? Hi, this is Althea Richardson with WOVE Ministries. WOVE stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and it is our mission to inspire, encourage, and uplift women to becoming all they were predestined to be. So stay tuned for your words of inspiration. What's going on? What's going on? This is Anka Paul. And thank you, Ms. Athea. I told you when you sent that very first call, man, that I was going to publish that every chance that I got. Because when I hear those words, that gives me inspiration. So you are absolutely correct. We do have a unwritten friendship, unwritten relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel that positive energy from my way over there, wherever you are in this world. You know what I'm saying? And I truly do appreciate that. And... The blessings that you are blessing people with on your station is absolutely phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
It's a lot of people with a lot of messages on here, but they can't give out your message. Not the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're uniquely you. So keep doing your thing over there, man. Appreciate you. God bless. This is Akpom. I love the name. I love the name of the station. Wuv. <laughs> I know it's not. I know it's not Wuv, but I, I I I read it and I come out like saying, "I love you. I so love you." <laughs> Spidey heck voiceovers over here just saying hello to the station of inspiration. Love Wuv. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, thank you again for stopping by. Thank you for the the comment. I appreciate you. And uh, any love is good love. So with that said, God bless you. Continue doing what you're doing. And we'll keep doing what we're doing over here. And together we'll collaborate um, just with our with our spirits, if that's possible. All right. You take care of yourself. This is Spidey Heck voiceover podcast. And I'm out. All right, so what makes it powerful? What makes the Bible powerful and what it, um, how it brings about change is the main character. And as I uh, mentioned before the break, the Bible exalts Jesus Christ. And so the main character in this Bible that we study is Jesus Christ. So what I want to talk about now is how does the Bible exalt Jesus Christ? First, we have to recognize that Jesus was seen and unseen throughout the Bible. He was actually there during the creation, and we can find that information on Genesis, uh, Genesis 1, 26. And it reads, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And John 1 verse 2 says the same was in the beginning with God. So as we can see, it is evident that Jesus Christ was at the beginning of creation and he was at the, and, and it also is evident in John 1 where it indicates that the same person, which is Jesus, was with God during creation. So the Bible gives us an idea of Jesus being at the beginning and as well as the end. And in between, there is um, evidence that God made a guest appearance during the, uh, the situation with the three Hebrew, three Hebrew boys. I'm kind of tongue-tied tonight. Three Hebrew boys, that is Meshach, Abednego, and Shadrach, when they were being thrown into the, uh, the fire, there was an indication that there was a fourth person in there, someone who was, uh, I believe it was King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, indicated, hey, there's, uh, we put three men in, in this, in this big old, like big old oven, because they, then the reason why they were going in, 
thrown into this fire is because they wouldn't bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar. And so with them in the fire, um, King Nebuchadnezzar actually saw a fourth person. And in Daniel 3.25, it says, he answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Well, like the son of God, of course, would indicate to me that that's Jesus. So you see, Jesus is in the midst of of everything in this in the Bible. He is in the midst. Uh, he's he may not have been actually um, mentioned by name of, as far as it saying actually Jesus, but we know who the Son of God is, and of course that's Jesus. So you can see that Jesus was there at the beginning. He, was, he made a guest appearance in the middle of a situation with the three Hebrew boys. And it was also foretold by prophets that he would be here on earth. And that would be found on Isaiah 7, 14. And that reads, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So it's evident in the Old Testament that Jesus was on his way here. It is also evident in the New Testament of, of, you know, when he made his appearance as a man in flesh uh, with us in the New Testament. And so what I'm going to do when I come back is I'm going to go even deeper into the New Testament to show evidence of Jesus Christ in the Bible and him actually becoming the word in the flesh. So when I come back, we'll go ahead and talk more about that as well. Hey, you guys, this is Althea Richardson, and um, I just wanted to let you guys know that if you or someone you know needs help dealing with past abuse, whether it's physical, sexual, or emotional, or you just need someone to uh, talk to or to help sort out your life, I'm here to help. And my website is www.althea, that's A-L-T-H-E-A-M, as in Mary Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N, M as in Mary, A.com. I know that's a long website, but that's where you can see everything that I do, um, what I can offer, and just uh, check out my information. Hey friends out there, this is Althea with Wove Ministries and I just wanted to let you guys know that I have some social media connections that I would love for you guys to reach out uh, to me and connect with me. I love networking, I love just, uh, just staying connected with everybody and so you guys can reach out to me on Facebook through uh, WOVE, which is which actually stands for Women of Vision and Excellence. And so uh, my 
name on Facebook is Wove. That's W-O-V is in Victory E. And I'm also on Instagram. And my Instagram name is W-O-V is in Victory E. 2005 so let's connect let's fellowship let's let's you know let's network let's just be friends okay okay so what i left off talking about was um god god's word becoming flesh on earth and of course, as everybody knows, whether you are um, a believer in Jesus Christ or not, everybody knows the Christmas story of um, baby Jesus being uh, born in a manger in Bethlehem. And um, he is, of course, the son of God um, come into the flesh. Or you can, uh, for believers, it's actually God in the flesh. Now that's a whole different topic. Um, some people agree, don't agree. Um, that would be a whole different other topic that I would um, talk about. But the bottom line is it is God in the flesh. Um, Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And um, the scripture that goes along with this is found in John 1 verse 1. And it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And now we discover later on in that chapter, um, chapter 1, verse 14, it indicates what the word is. And it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So in looking at First John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning means that we're talking about in the be from the beginning of time, from the beginning of creation. And we established that already on, um, on Genesis 1, 26, when it indicates that and God said, let us make man. And the us is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Those three individuals, individual people, creating and forming the heavens and the earth, creating and forming the animals, creating and, and uh, forming all of what's what we what we see now, what is evidence of God and God's existence, um, was spoken by God and with Jesus and Holy Spirit along with Him, and then the Word that was spoken became flesh, which is Jesus Christ, as we saw evident again on John um, chapter one verse fourteen. He became flesh and he dwelled among us. And Jesus, having come down here, became the ultimate sacrifice for us. And he made it real simple for us to become in, come into a relationship with God because that was the ultimate goal, the ultimate purpose of, of all of this, the ultimate purpose of of Jesus Christ coming down into, um, or God coming into the flesh 
uh, coming here on earth um, and uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. The whole purpose of that was that so that we can be saved, so that we can be redeemed back to the Father who is God and back into a right standing relationship with him. That has been the whole purpose of, 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 of all of this, is to be, a, be back in relationship with God. And through, from the Old Testament of going through different um, rituals and um, sacrifices of animals and all that kind of stuff, Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for us and made it extremely simple for us in that we just surrender our lives to Jesus by saying, Lord, come into my life. I know what you have done. I believe what you have done was to save me when you gave your life to uh, for us as a living sacrifice and you were raised from the dead. Your father, Our father raised you from the dead and you live. And we accept that and we accept that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And because I believe, and because believers out there who are listening to this, we are saved. And so if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I, I, I recommend, I implore you to ask Jesus into your life because it is, it is such an awesome feeling knowing not not just the fact that you would be going to heaven and have eternal life, but you have a relationship with a loving, caring God who wants nothing more than to see you succeed in life. And he wants to have a relationship with you so that you can grow and, and work towards the purpose and plan that he has for you. Now, since the Bible is inspired by the Word of God, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, and Jesus is the Word in the flesh, that means the way we treat the Bible is the way we treat Jesus. Now, I'm going to let that marinate and, and, and so you can really get an understanding about what I just said. The way you treat your Bible is the way that you treat Jesus. So in other words, what I'm saying is, if you're not reading your Bible, if you're not reading your word, to me, you're saying, Jesus, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I, I don't, I don't have to, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say because I'm not, I don't, I don't want to read your Bible. It's not going to, it's not benefiting me at all. So therefore you're not benefiting, benefiting me at all. That's basically what you're saying. If you're not reading the word of God, to me, you're saying that Jesus, I'm not following you. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing believers and unbelievers in particular believers who accepted Jesus into their life, but they don't read God's word on a daily basis. You are held accountable. If you're not studying God's word to to um, strengthen yourself, not only just strengthen yourself, but to prepare you for your mission, because everyone has a mission that is a believer in Jesus Christ. You have a mission. 
And the mission is to reach the lost. And so if you're not preparing yourself to do that by studying his word on a, on a daily basis and a consistent basis, then you're saying, Jesus, I'm not following you because I'm, 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 I'm not reading my Bible, so I'm not following you. And another thing that you're saying is that, you know, your lifestyle is not lining up. If you're not reading God's word, then how is your lifestyle going to line up with God's word if you don't know what God's word is saying because you're not reading God's word? So in essence, if you're not walking in the lifestyle of Jesus Christ and you're not walking in the lifestyle of God's word, who are you walking with? Think about that. Who are you walking with? As the late great comedian Bernie Mac used to say, who you with? Who you with? So this is something I really impressed, I wanted to impress on, on everyone that's, that's listening to these podcasts is it is so important that you study God's word. It's not just a Bible, or it's not just a book that you just pick up and read every now and then. It's you, It should be your instruction manual. It should be something that nourishes your spirit each and every day. So I'm going to leave you with this and, and say, read your Bible, your assignment, read your Bible, meditate on your Bible, study God's word on a daily basis so he can encourage, inspire, uplift you and strengthen you on those days that you might not be feeling like, like, you know, doing anything, but God's word is always the word that will, in, will strengthen you and guide you in every situation in your life. This is Althea Richardson with Wove Inspirations. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Next week I will be my final part four series. I want you to tune in next week. And again, study your word. Thank you so much and God bless.